Now, George Naku, you have been sitting here carving a cube. A cube. Yeah, they are. The six out of polystyrene. Out of polystyrene. Yes. I make these uh, cube cube sculptures from polystyrene. Now I remember yeah. back in the day when you used to make the polystyrene figures and. There was an exhibition in, uh, well, an exhibition. There was a, an event in Rātoki called Te Urupatsu. Right. And uh, you had made these huge figures that looked quite eerie, actually, as you looked into the paddock. And uh, there was a sign strung across them saying, trespassers uh, will, will be eaten. eaten. Yes. <laughs> so these are somewhat smaller to those works. And my art practice has changed slightly because I used to... Historically, I used to use the polystyrene to pretend it was something else, like, like, wood. like wood or stone, or in, for for festivals and, and things on stages. Now, nowadays, I prefer it to be polystyrene. Oh, yeah. And you know it's polystyrene, and and I celebrate the fact that it's polystyrene because I, I think it's a most wonderful medium. I, and fact, is this solely think, what you use at the moment? No, no, no. I also carve a lot in, pl in perspex and, and other things, but yeah, at the moment I'm doing these. Now, can you describe what you're doing? I'm just constructing my cube, putting it together. So you put one side together, you've used glue. And, and toothpicks. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, it's not really a break the bank sort of budget, <laughs> what I do. I say, I, I say to, to students a lot that... Uh, you can take take this non-elitist material and make elite art. <laughs> and how is it received? Because you you do this overseas, eh? aren't you? Based in Paris? And, yeah, I live in Normandy, in uh, in a city called Rouen, in Normandy, northern France. Parlez-vous français? Ah, a little bit, yeah, petit peu. Right, it's good to be home. How often do you get to come home? Two times a year. What do you miss the most about Aotearoa when you're not here? A good cup of tea. Mm -hmm. My relations, my family, of course. Your family's based primarily in? In Hiritonga, where I come from. Uh, I miss home a lot. Now, as we've been talking, you've been putting more toothpicks through the side and then clipping them with the clippers. Yes. Well, they're not really toothpicks, are they? Michael's daughter's gone to go and buy me some. Coco, she's gone. She's my production assistant. <laughs> George, where do you get the polystyrene from? Oh, my tatina is real cheap. <laughs> Keeping it real. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, really, uh, the, the object of art, good art practices, to uh, say something really big with small amount of material budget. Like what Ralph Hortier used to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Using building paper. Yeah. Corrugated iron. You don't want to be like using a lot of resources to say some to say something inconsequential. Lots of people do though. Yeah, Lots of artists really, do. Yeah, it's a real insult to uh, to nature. Yeah. I mean look at some of those artists that are based in Europe and in England who make huge million dollar pieces using jewellery that's worth gazillions of dollars. Like Damien Hurst. So right now you're trimming the side of your... So we've got two sides together here. I 
Do you, do you end up drawing it first, George, drawing what you're going to do on the polystyrene, or do you just go for it and start cutting? It's kind of a combination of the two, in fact. Yeah, a little bit of both. It's very forgiving medium, which, which suits my, my temperament because I'm, I'm not really a perfectionist. No. Ah, oh, sometimes straight lines, overrated. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> and perfection is overrated. I don't think there's such a thing. It's perfection? No, I think it's... I think nothing's perfect and nothing's finished. Yeah. have a whole conversation that goes with the polystyrene, with my work practice here. I, um, I, I really sincerely think it's the closest thing I get to carving clouds. Yeah, so it's... Special to me. I uh, I travel the world, showing um, teenagers how to and children how to carve clouds. And it's it's as a as a material, it's it's a reflection of uh, of, of rangatahi. It's um, it's instantaneous, like they are. It's 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 all about now, like they are. Uh, it's it's light and it floats like like they do when they walk along the street. Their feet are kind of off the ground if you look carefully, and people consider it a nuisance like we do to them. So so and and the beauty of it is that I, I teach them with a my one dollar knife from the shop, and the knives from China are are, are superior because the blades the the steel is thinner. So in my line of work, it's easier to manipulate. Yeah, you can do more with it. So the cheap, the cheap ones are, are better. Which is, which is kind of like me. I'm the cheap original. Beware of expensive imitations. That's me. <laughs> and and the whole idea that uh, it's connected to that these are that young people are. Uh, it's against the law for them to buy these, and it's yeah. against the law for them to possess yeah, them. It is. And somehow, because they're viewed as a dangerous weapon. Yeah, so, what are you talking about? A Stanley knife, Sierra? Yes, yes, yes. And they're seen as evil and bad. Mm. And I say, no, they're not. It's what you do with them. And uh, with that humble little knife, with the, with the rangatahi, I, like, we build cathedrals out of polystyrene that float in the air. You know, so to to it suits them because with the polystyrene you can carve as fast as you can think. It's different to carving big stones and wood in that way. It's a, it's a process that you, you're, 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 you're chipping away slowly and your, your end result is far away. Whereas with this stuff, it's like I said, it's, you're carving it as quickly as you're thinking about it. And, and that's the kind of instant world that they live in. You know, they want everything fast. So, so the point of this for me is that it's, it becomes a way for them to, to, to reveal the artist inside them. You know, I'm not saying everybody's going to be an exponent of carving polystyrene, but it, the polystyrene is forgiving and it, and it allows them to, to make mistakes and to experiment and to uh, and, and realize the ideas that they possess, yeah, like I do. And it's everywhere. You can get it on the side of the road, usually. When you buy your TV, it's wrapped around your TV and you can't stuff it. What's, what's important to remember is that uh, when, our, when, our, when our forebears arrived in Aotearoa, they arrived in a world of trees. And so they, 
they, they re reconfigured all the gods to suit this new land. And Tani becomes ascendant. And we carve all our houses and all our canoes and all of our things from the trees. And we call ourselves trees. And we say when somebody important dies, we say a big tree has fallen in the forest. And, and uh, Mina, Mina named after the Lord of the Trees. But we don't live in that world anymore. We live in the plastic world. And I think that it's more honest to, 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 to speak about the world we live in now. That we use this plastic for, we make our houses out of it. It's our money, even parts of our body are plastic these days. And, uh, and, and, and historically speaking, the connotations about being plastic means you weren't the real thing, like you were a plastic Māori. How they talk about the people from Te Arawa who performed for the tourists were considered plastic Māori. And I, and I say that's, that's a misnomer. Because how can we be uh, considered a not authentic or when we are the sum total of the authenticity by, by just being here? And so I want to have all these conversations with the, with the, the polystyrene. I, 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 it doesn't work if, the, if your, your $1 knife isn't sharp. It doesn't work. You just make a mess. You smash it up and it goes everywhere and it causes problems, eh? So it's a lesson in that saying that you, you can't be effective if you're a blunt object. You're just going to smash things and just cause uh, destruction. Whereas if, if you hone your, you keep your knife sharp, it's like your thoughts, you can hone your thoughts and, and then you, you, you kind of cut painlessly through the facade. Like, the, like in the Japanese movie with the samurai sword and they go, and then it sort of, two seconds later, so you, you, you cut fast, you, you can cut so fast that there's no pain. Yeah, and, and so in a way, the, 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 the knife and the polystyrene is really carving you. It's helping you to, which is the essence of uh, whakairo, whakairo, to reveal. It's revelationary. It reveals what's already there. And uh, it's, it's wonderful that, that, uh, that, that the rangatahi have a way to, to somehow make, make a contact with their psyche from their, that's ancestral. All little Māori boys want to carve. They, no, I've never met one that doesn't want to have a, have a go at it anyway. And I say it's because it's in our DNA to carve. It's, 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 that's, how, that's, our, that's our language. And so this, this is a way for them to, to carve those old principles and those beliefs in, a, in, in, today, in today's uh, world, in today's time, in today's place. And, and because it's something that's been invented in their time, it belongs to them. They, they, they can say that they are a part of it. It was made in their time. And uh, I, I think it's important to, to keep making the old new. I think that's, for me, that's the essence of tradition. Is to, is to take what we have around you in a given time and place, in a given amount of time, and innovate. And we, we have a tradition of being innovative as a people. We've innovated since day one. And, and so I think the, the, the polystyrene speaks clearly to me about about that and and the like when I first started using the material I tried to make it look like wood and now I, I, I won't I won't do that ever again I, I want it to be really that would have been clear. all part of your evolution though eh? yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and it was also 
kind of what people were ready for. Yeah. And uh, now I can make my sculptures from just pure white polystyrene and I can tie them to a piece of string and they can float in the sky and they, they can bridge the gap between heaven and earth and fill that space that's, that, that we occupy as artists between heaven and earth, between tapu and noa, between night and day, between life and death, between uh, men and women, be between the teeth of the dragon. Somebody's got to look after that space. It's an important space because in that space you see both sides. You are kind of either but neither. When you are one side, you only see the other side. You don't see yourself. So our, our role is to, is, to, is to maintain that space. Ma Ma Maui showed the way for us to do that, to occupy that space between, yeah, between Pāke and Māori, between all things. And, uh, yeah, the, the, the polystyrene is, uh, is something that... that the, the message is very clear to me. I, I, I say I, uh, I speak polystyrene fluently. In fact, as a, as a Māori artist, I, I'm, there, there's even, I'm expected to do more than that. I'm expected to make the polystyrene uh, sing. And I'm expected to make the polystyrene dance. And uh, it makes me dance and sing as well. Yeah. Look, as we're talking, I've been watching one of your cubes that's suspended from the roof move. Yeah, I really, I really think I, I sort of hit on something here, because when I, I started making really big ones overseas, huge ones. How huge are we talking? Like five meter square sculptures and flying them in all kinds of cool places, you know. And what struck me about them was, uh, on the big ones, is when I when I put my my hand on them, they vibrate. And and that, then I knew I was onto something when I, when I felt them vibrating. Yeah as a result of the tension and the and the way they're put together and the mat, their sheer mass. How big is the one that you're working on right now, George? This is a, quite a small one. This is kind of one for your house, I guess, your apartment. Uh, it's 600 millimetres uh, square. And how long does one like this take for you to do? It depends on, on the, actually, on the complexity of the designs. These ones that are um, geometric, like Taniko and stuff, I can do them quite quickly, but the curvilinear ones where I use Kofaifai and even Tamuko and that, they take a long time. So we're yeah. talking hours or days? Days. And, and, and it's, it's a carving I've got to do six times, so it, it's, it's, it can drive me a bit nutty sometimes. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So now you're fixing the fourth side to yep. your, your cube. Mm -hmm. Hey, do you end up getting attached to them? No, no, you can't. It's impossible. The, 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 very, uh, the very essence of carving polystyrene with your knife means that you, you've got to let go. And, and you, you can't, you can't, you've got to unthink all your thinkings about making a, making a, a, a groove or, a, or an indentation. You can't use strength or force. It takes so much control. Well, you let go of all that control. Let it go. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and have supreme uh, trust, yeah, that, that it's okay, that it'll be, and, and it's such a forgiving medium like that. But if you fight it, you will lose, like anything, you know, you will lose because you'll just destroy it. And I, and I, like, I, like, this, I like the idea of its fragility, 
and, there's, and, and yet it, within its fragility you can find strength. And I like the idea of its uh, impermanence. Yeah, I, I think that uh, it's something that we, we, we lose sight of more and more, as, uh, as well as uh, mobility. We become sort of stuck. And uh, we, we, we actually came from a world where we tied things together with string. So we tied them together and we could take them apart. And we used to take apart our houses and our waka and we used to carry them on our backs. Yeah, we, we were the sum total of the culture and wherever we went was the culture. Nowadays we are into concrete and foundations and nailing and screwing things together to, to last and to stay in one place and we've lost that, that idea of things are perishable and they return back to, to our mother. Do you end up naming them? Yes, always, yes. Does the name come to you straight away or does it come when you're finished? Both, yeah. Because the good thing about being an artist, I guess, is that you, you spend all this quality time with yourself. Fortunately <laughs> for me, I, 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 you enjoy it. I enjoy my own company. I was like being in deep trouble, eh? <laughs> yeah.